Oh man, Ron, boy, do we have a treat in store for everyone. I cannot wait to talk with her. Uh, I enjoyed her masterclass that we were a part of and uh, just can't wait to hear more from her. Yeah. And, and honestly, like everyone grab a pen, grab a piece of paper because I mean, there, Ron will do his takeaways at the end of the show, but there is so much value that uh, Brooke gives this show. Uh, definitely. Like I know I'm going to hit rewind and, and start listening it over myself. So. Enjoy, everyone, and let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? Certainly. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight, along with our guest hindsight, to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hack. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. And today, it is my pleasure to introduce Miss Brooke Evans. Now, she is the coach of coaches right? She helps anybody that has a coaching business take a 5 to 10K business and scale it to 20 to 40,000. And I know because I am involved in there, she is helping coach me and uh, helping us increase and scale our own offers. So uh, Brooke, she definitely loves getting to know people and all about her sales and her fulfillment, but she's definitely okay with sitting at home on a Friday night watching basketball. So Brooke, (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited to be here. This is going to be awesome. Brooke, I know, uh, you know, we both enjoyed like being in your community and uh, being part of your masterclass. But for the people that don't know you, can you give a brief backstory of who Brooke is? Yeah. Who is Brooke? Oh my gosh. Who is, who is she and who is she not? That is the real question of the day. Um, well, I am just a lady that it is not an overnight success. That is not what I am. <laughs> um, I have been in this coaching world for about six and a half years now. And when I first started, I just had a really, really I was blindsided by the fact that like, I knew I could coach. I knew I could get people results. But at the end of the day, like I sucked so bad at sales. And like, how did, how did no one ever tell me that once you go into entrepreneurship, you're going to have to learn how to sell? Like why? And why was that a, like a newsflash to me? It's shocking. I don't know, but <laughs> it was shocking to me. And I was like, what? I have to get on the phone and close these high ticket offers, even though like I have the program laid out and everything. And Long story short, I uh, ended up investing like over $70,000 in um, sales training because I just, I just wasn't that great on the phone. I was closing like one in every 11 and I don't know about you, but like what that does to like your confidence and just like your mindset and you even start questioning your program. Like, am I good enough? Is my program good enough? Like, am I really getting people results? And So I just knew some things had to change. And one of those things that had to change was how I approach sales and like the mindset that I had around my program. And long story short, after like reviewing 1,024 of my own sales calls, I came across quite a few patterns 
uh, that were essential for people to not just close in a way where they got money at the end of the call and close in a way that they didn't face any objections, but like close in a way that felt authentic, that there were actual breakthroughs, that people got value and that people were ready to take massive action once they got done. And, uh, so I did that. I started implementing this framework and within like the, the next week after doing that, I was able to go from one in 11 to one in three, and this is all cold traffic. And, um, then I started teaching other people to do the same. And ever since then, all of my clients have typically closed a minimum of 15 K every single month consistently and getting up to all the way up to 40,000 a month. So it's, it's been really, really enjoyable to not just teach sales, but teach impact sales and how to do it in a way that is authentic. You know why you're doing what you're doing and it's enjoyable for the person on the other end as well. Yeah. Uh, that's so incredible. So, uh, a thousand twenty-four calls. Yeah. How painful was that to go back through to find out the, the good and the bad and the ugly, right? Like how painful, like you had to have some serious dedication to, to improve yeah. to do that. Like I, I, I can't even imagine. I had trouble listening to our first podcast episode, <laughs> let alone a thousand shows. Like tell tell me about like what led you to the point where you were officially like, I'm doing this and I'm going to get better. Yeah. Um I think it was the fact that like I had invested so much money and I had invested so much time. I mean, that's a thousand and twenty-four hours because each strategy call was about an hour, an hour and a half. That I was just like, there's no like I can only go up from here, but like I have to take this into my own hands. Like I can't I I obviously can't just like pay another person to teach me how to do this because their frameworks aren't working. And most of them weren't even frameworks. Like they were just like words that you say. And when I tried to implement those scripts on sales calls, like that's what they were. They were scripts that were very like unnatural. And the most unnatural thing was just that it'd be like, okay, now turn to page 11 to understand like what to say when they say this objection, you're just like, what like how did <laughs> that oh, that's so robotic and just mechanicalized and so i think that drove me i think another thing that drove me if i'm being completely honest was an email that i got that summer too that i don't typically share with people but it's definitely a part of my passion which i'll talk about later but is I got an email from one of my virtual assistants and the title of the email was $42,000 in rebills due. And I looked inside the body of the text of the email and it was an email all about how even my current clients weren't paying um, their, their rebills. And I had, and in August of 2018, I had literally $42,400 due that was never paid to me because my clients didn't pay it. And why is that? It was because there, there's a few things it was because of, but like it was, it was all not just about like my selling, but it was also about my fulfillment because how we sell is how we fulfill. And then how we fulfill is also how we sell. And that principle right there is what drove me to be like, I will not be a fraud. I will not be a coach that like has any of these insecurities or doubts or imposter syndrome. Like, 
yes, like we have fears and at the end of the day, there are always natural things that you question about yourself and your program. But this, this like 1,024 number meant something, this $42,400 meant something and this over $70,000 of investment and not getting it back meant something. And I was like, I have to pull lessons out of this and make these expenses profits for my future. And so I literally just created profits out of it by creating a program and by creating structures that would completely allow for that never to happen again, for me to never sell sleazy, for me to never enroll the wrong person, for me to never be able to deliver in such a way where people didn't get results. And for me to not make my investments back or invest in coaches that didn't get an ROI for me back. And not because they put money in my pocket, but because I had the frameworks and the the roadmap that they used that was successful in order to get me there. There was so much I want to talk about. So the two (laughs) things, one, one is following someone else's script. You're going to like, you said that that is brilliant because I, I, I I feel the same way on that. So that was awesome. So I, I definitely want to touch on that. The other thing that I really want to kind of dive into is most people around sales in particular, they say, don't get the no, you're not working hard enough, right? Go get more no's because that shows you're working. Yeah, that also beats you down into the ground. So when did you figure out, hey, that is not the path I want to be on, Yeah, the no train, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's a really great question. Um, I think that um, it what was hardest for me is the the yeses that should have been the, the people that were qualified clients that I knew I could help that still said no because I think there's a difference between people not getting being a fit and saying no to you and people being a fit and saying no right and. I just, I had a really, really difficult time really navigating this idea that I was using someone else's words to get a yes from a person that I really, really wanted into the program, but they didn't say yes because it wasn't even me on the phone, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so one of the things that I actually did inside my course is like, my sales is, it's set up completely different where instead of teaching people what to say, I give examples of what they can say, but I teach frameworks instead of scripts. So it's like how many sales people are teaching people why they do what they need to do on a sales call. I I teach way more of the why than I do the how, but even with the how, like I give examples, but then I say, but morph this to like what you would say and how you would say it, because I want you showing up on a sales call, not Brooke Evans showing up on your sales call. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, so often that your training has all the examples of of you doing that and about your, your, you need to speak from your your own heart. You need to get like your own words through this. And, you know, these are just the frameworks, right? Like these are just the kind of the, the, how you do that. Um, and in regards to, it's not a script, right? Because we all just need to have conversations. And, and I think like just that alone has helped Ron and I tremendously, um, I mean, so much so, like, you know, we had a gentleman that was literally, I thought we were just going to help him build a, a simple, you know, website, maybe yeah. free, like, like, it was that kind of planned conversation. And it turned into, oh, my gosh, I think we can really help this guy for the next 90 days. Here is the offer. And, uh, but it was just because we were being ourselves. 
and yeah. having this conversation and we were like, yep, here's, here's what we can offer you because I know, I know it'll help you. Yeah. You with a script or me trying to get money in my pocket, it's because yeah. I know I can help you. Yeah, for sure. So, um, all right. So one, one piece, like you have your frameworks and different, different acronyms, different fun ways of teaching. Yeah. I don't know if you'd be up for it because, but uh, I love your act well method. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Here. Yeah, for sure. So my, what Corey's referring to is, so inside of my course, one of the things that I absolutely teach is the long-term view, right? And the long-term view is that we're not getting people on sales calls to just get their credit card. We're getting people on sales calls so that we can resell them in the program. Meaning that, that it's like, it's one thing to sell them on getting into the program. It's another thing to resell them on taking action inside the program, right? And if you want the longevity of your business to actually not just survive, but thrive for years to come and create a legacy, then you've got to do your sales calls different and not just have a short term view of like, I'm going and my objective on this calls to get their credit card. Your objective has to be like, I'm not going to just get their credit card if they're a fit. I am going to help them to behave in such a way that they will adopt the characteristics of the successful so that they get results in my program. Because if they get results in my program, that doesn't just do something for me, but that does something for them. And I think it's Zig Ziglar. Like I always quote him because I love the quote where he's like, you know what? You'll get everything that you want in life if you help other people get what they want. And we're not focused always on that on sales calls. So I created this act well method because I, I really saw that like how people showed up on sales calls was sometimes very different than how they were showing up in my program. And I didn't like a discrepancy. And so on my sales calls, I specifically teach one of my frameworks is to act well. And for the, whoever is doing the sales call to literally set up the sales call in such a way where they define and they pick before they even get on a sales call, like three or four characteristics that they are, are absolutely non-negotiable inside their clientele that they must have in order for them to succeed in their program, whether that's discipline, whether that's decisiveness, whether that's, um, humility and asking questions, like whatever the characteristics are, you'll know them because you know, what's actually required inside your program. They don't know what's required inside your program, but you do. And you know, the exact qualities that are absolutely necessary in order to not just survive, but get the results. So I have all my clients set up their sales calls and describe like, okay, so, you know, um, before we start this call, and I found that the biggest way to have these breakthroughs on the sales call and almost and most importantly, like in order for you to have the breakthroughs in life in general, I found in the people that are succeeding most in my program are showing up in three specific ways. Do you mind if I share those three specific ways with you? Oh, and then cool. they, and then I share with them like what those three qualities are. And if they're like, no, like I am just not a decisive human for me, I'm like, cool, you're not going to be a good fit. And we can be honest about that. And we can get off the sales call. But if they are, then it's like, I can not only hold them to that standard, but I know that that characteristic is going to be the very thing that helps them get results in the program. So the act well section is actually incredibly necessary. I think for the longevity of anyone's program, not just the sales call itself. Yeah. I think I, what I love about it is you are really selling future. Like you're, you're yeah. selling that relationship. You're building the relationship from, 
the get-go. And yeah. I think a lot of people are are so afraid, especially entrepreneurs, let's just call it out there, they want to make yeah. money. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they're going to, what will happen is if, <laughs> we've all been there, you get on a course, it's the wrong course, wrong mentor, they're not involved. So yes. that's the problem, right? So yeah. you just spent money, you talked yeah. about that. And then the second is if you have clients or people you're coaching or if you have an agency, whatever it is, yeah. if you're going after money, you're going to just build yourself a job that you're yeah. not going to like because you're it's surrounded so true. by people that you yeah. don't want to be around. So yeah. I think what you're doing is is vital to anybody's like yeah. environment. So if you have an agency or course or whatever that is, yeah. but you know, you're you're basically pushing them into a quick win type of scenario. Mhm. Yeah, for sure. It is. It's it's amazing. It's awesome. Do you have an example of, of doing like from the sales call, you get them to act in a, a certain manner and then like, how do you make sure that they, you know, two days later are in the same frame of mind to, to act well yeah. that when like what's kind of your process on that? Yeah. So it's, it's a really good question. Another one of my frameworks that this goes back to is the endorphin effect. So like I always say that, um, the first 24 hours, the first two days are the most critical for your clients to be taking the hardest, most resistant action ever because they've just paid you and they're ready. They're willing to take and do the hard things that will get them to the place because they've literally just like handed over not only their credit card, but their trust. Right. And I think that if you can start them off on the right foot you will get them into the momentum that is necessary um, for them to succeed. If you start them off on a, oh, like, and by the way, like in two days, you're going to be getting a couple of things and uh, hope that you make it to the next coaching call. Like, don't be surprised if these people make the investment, but don't show up. And that should be as much as a failure to you as it is to them. Because one, you won't be able to ascend. So your customer lifetime value decreases. And two, your current clients won't get results. And if your current clients don't get results, then what do you have to market for new clients to come in? Right? So um, I think that getting those attributes are really essential, but like following up and being like, okay, you, you said you were a decision maker. Like let it, let's decide like, what are the actions going to be and what can I hold you to in order for you to get these results? And I think just one other principle that comes to mind is, just be absolutely clear on what people actually have to do to get the results that they're paying you for. Like what needs to happen every single week in order for them to get the micro results. So at the end of your program, they've gotten the macro result that they invested in. I love that you're, you're setting expectations. I mean, that's yeah. what you're doing. And I think yeah. there's so many people um, that are afraid to set yeah. expectations. Yeah. Or they start out soft and then they yeah. try to harden up and uh -huh. it never works well. Like you have yeah. to start out hard and then you can soften up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and you're a hundred percent right. Like when someone gives you the money, the trust just went there. Yeah. And, and you have to deliver within those first 24 hours to set the tone. Totally. Um, I, I've never thought of it how you just said about the setting of the expectation part. Yeah. You know? So what, what got you to really, start implementing that because I don't know if a lot of people are truly doing that. So what, what got you out of that into that mode? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, for sure. 
Um, one of the things was actually, this is, this is kind of crazy, but I just, I don't know. I, so I've been in like different markets and different, um, coaching programs, but I've also been in like communities where like the same people are trying to pitch the same people. I think ClickFunnels is a little bit like that. Everyone's on top of everyone <laughs> just a little bit. And one of the things that always bothered me was not specifically just with this community and I say it in a few others, but like, is that people were saying things like, um, grow your Facebook group to like 5,000 people in, um, let's say 30 days. And then you go to that guru's Facebook group and it's like 538 people are in there, you know? And it's like, yeah. I'm not watching what you say. I'm watching what you do. And I think that in order for us to really put a good name for the industry of like the coaching business, we have to play our part in helping people get the results that they were hoping for, trusting us with um, when they handed over their credit card. And I think that, so the first thing I would say that got me into really helping people to take small action and big action immediately was number one, I wanted to make a better name for this industry than the, than the names that were out there. Like I, I'm now watching way more what people do than what people say, like way more. And two, I think that the second thing is I just, I just thought about like, do I want my business to survive or thrive? And I saw that survival was, it had everything to do with client retention and like, and thriving had everything to do with like customer lifetime value in it. If I just wanted my business to survive and be able to just barely make it every single month, then that means that I was going to be living and dying by client acquisition every single month because I would, I could never retain clients. Right. Yeah. And, but like, if I really help them take consistent action and they got those results, the craziest thing starts happening. And that was my clients started asking me for things like, Hey Brooke, do you, like I had a client the other day, do you offer ongoing support? That wasn't even an offer that I had. And I was like, well, what do you, what is it that you want or mean by ongoing support? And they made the offer. Right. But like your client, you get them, you help them get such big results that like they will want to keep paying you and keep being with you. And I don't think that clients need to be with one coach forever. In fact, I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage that because there's way too much genius in the world to just stay with one person. Right. But I do think that there's opportunities that are definitely missed. Like I had a client the other day that they were closing like, $10,000 a month. And I asked them like, how many clients have you served that have gotten the results in this health industry? And they were like about a hundred. And I'm like, out of those 100, how many have you gone back and scheduled new calls with to upsell them into a new program for their new problems that they now have? And they were like, ah, none, like, I don't know. And I was like, go back and schedule those calls. So they literally the next week go back and schedule those calls. They get like 10 on the calendar and they close 70,000 in one week by just going back to their current customer base that they've gotten results for that had now new problems that they didn't even know about. Yeah. Uh, so, so good. And you know, even you, you had, you have another client that, that I was lucky enough to hear this where basically it was an email, right? Like all it was, yeah. was let's yeah. an email and then poof, there's sales, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I found that like one of like right after she handed me her credit card, I literally asked her like, what is the number one thing that is the hardest thing for you right now that you know would result in the result that you want to get? But it wouldn't take three months. It could take it like it could make the, it, it, you could have that result, which ended up being 30,000 like tomorrow. She was like, well, I'm really, I'm really scared to actually put sales calls on my calendar. Like I need to send this email. And I'm like, well, what's stopping you? She's like active campaign. I'm like, well, active campaign is not going to stop you anymore. Let's take five minutes. Let's go into active campaign. And I'm not even a tech guru, but I was just like, we are not like, if I have to YouTube this with you, I will YouTube this with you. But like we went into active campaign. She sent out the email and the next day she closed a $15,000 package. Like, find the resistance with the clients on why they're not getting or doing the thing that would get them the result that they really want. Because at the end of the day, our job as coaches, consultants, and online service providers and experts is to help people get out of their own way. Because most of the time, the tools and the knowledge are already there. What I love about what you just said, and I want to make sure people actually understood what you do and what you said was your client had a problem. Yeah. You said, I'm here. Yeah. Take my hand. Let's yeah. break through this now. It's no longer an excuse. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and that's one that proves the relationship, that proves you're there to help. That's huge. And that's why your clients come back to you because of how you coach slash lead them. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. It's you know, so I just wanted to definitely call that out because that was, that was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So my favorite question I get to ask every contestant, I mean, guest on our show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so basically, everyone, we, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like if we all knew if we could make these decisions in the past and we would have done things perfectly. Yeah. Um, but now if you could actually go back in time. Yeah. And give yourself a little bit of advice. What, what advice would you give and when would you have gone back to? And I know certain experiences shape who we are. So you, you don't want to change everything, but if there's like one thing, like, Oh, I wish I could have fixed that. What, what would that be? Yeah. It's really interesting because I'm writing um, part of a webinar piece today um, that I'm going to launch and I just barely, so this is like really fresh on my mind. Um, as I was like really trying to get into my audience's head and like my market's head about like where I used to be and why I was there. And one of the stories that I actually tell in this, that is, it's, it's really, really fascinating is if there was one experience specifically or one thing I would have changed that would have changed the trajectory of where I'm at and gotten me here faster and with less heartache, pain, suffering, even though all those things actually end up being for our good, is I would have completely changed my business model. My business model that I had followed from gurus was taught that I spent 80% of my time in sales and 20% of my time in fulfillment. And if I would have done that backwards, it would have had massive implications. If I would have spent 80% of my time in my client's fulfillment and 20% of my time just on sales, there's a few things that would have happened. I would have 
one, I wouldn't have had to review 1,024 of my sales calls to wonder why I wasn't closing because the reason I wasn't closing was because I didn't have confidence. But why didn't I have confidence on those sales calls? It was because I wasn't getting results with my current clients. And why wasn't I getting results with my current clients? Because I was spending so much time on sales calls that I couldn't fulfill so well with the limited time that I had with my current clientele. And because I didn't fulfill well with my current clientele, my client, my confidence suffered and my paycheck suffered, right? $42,400 in rebills, right? Or the fact that I couldn't ascend any of them when I asked them for an additional offer if they wanted to continue and they all say no. There's problems there. Well, the problem is, is like, we do not spend 80% of our time in client acquisition, only 20% of our time in client fulfillment. Like I know that the art of fulfillment isn't sexy in our world. The back end is never talked about because sales is sexy, money's sexy. Well, you know what's even sexier is like helping people get results so that you can make more sales, right? And so I, I would have changed that business model completely. I, I would have spent 80% of my time doing fulfillment for my clients and 20% of my time in sales. I mean, there are days where I literally like, I wake up, I, I woke up today and sent like a Vox over to one of my current clients. I was like, Hey, I was just thinking about you today. And this idea popped into my mind. And like that idea then went on to make a few thousand dollars for them today. Like I, I just, I just know that like, as our clients are in the forefront of our mind, instead of like our next paycheck, our next paycheck will naturally come and it will be a byproduct of us serving at the highest level. No, I, I agree. So a couple things. One, you have my boxer, right? Because I want one of those one. Well. So I'm going to say it. <laughs> so I need one of those. Um, but um, I don't think anyone's, use the hindsight hacking question to transition so well into the future like you just did. So you yeah. just talked about a webinar that you're currently working on to, to <laughs> answer that question. So now my transition super simple. What are you currently working on, right? So yeah. you said yes. you're working on a webinar. What is that one all about? Yeah, so I am actually working on a webinar that has to do with all of my lessons condensed into one, and it's literally how to double your revenue without doubling the amount of sales calls that you take. And I'm essentially teaching this framework of the three C's that I used in order to completely change and revolutionize my business um, by doing a business model backwards instead of listening to a guru that I paid over $40,000 in investments for like, I just flipped his advice on my head and on its head and, and did the exact opposite. And it's, it's gotten me to help my clients to literally make their money back the first two weeks of ever even working with me. Like I can't even remember the last time that I didn't have a client make their investment back with me that they invested in within like the first two weeks of working with me. So it's been it's just been, it's been so rewarding. My paycheck is coming from my client's results and naturally I'm getting more pay um, in monetary um, means. So yeah, that's something that I'm working on, which is going to be really exciting. It's probably going to be released and out there on the Facebook ads next week sometime. So that'll be fun. And then people can find me on my free, free Facebook group where I give trainings and offer master classes and whatnot in there as well. So you can join me on either. Nice. All right. So I know, your, I know it's your turn. I just, I have one little follow-up that I just don't want to hit Yeah. people to understand what she said about flipping it. Cause I think most people, when they get advice from the guru, yeah. guru is giving you advice from where they're currently at. 
Yes. Right. They're currently at this point in life. Yep. So this is the advice that they're, they're doing because they're asking the wrong question. They're asking what's working for you. They're not asking what did you do to get them to work for you? It's right? so there was a different so journey. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted That's to. That's why we watch what they do. We don't watch what they say. Right. <laughs> we don't listen to what they say. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So another piece on the fulfillment, I think that everybody should understand is how much more fulfilling is it for you when your fulfillment is yeah. top notch, right? It's so true. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's all backwards. And, and uh, so many people uh, are on sales calls, right? Like it's all about the next sale. It's all about the next close. And so uh, thank you for being the opposite end and trying to go, 80% on the fulfillment side uh, because yeah. I mean, that's when everyone can win. Like, honestly. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I, why coaching? Why coaching the coaches? Why, you yeah. know, how did you end up there? So how I ended up there was I literally just over a total of a hundred thousand dollars in investments. I, um, I just learned a lot from six or seven um, different coaches that I invested a lot of money with and I recorded for days on end journals. I have journals of this, of lessons of things that I would do and things that I wouldn't do. And as soon as I compiled those lessons and then created a framework for helping people win, um, I, I literally just said like, I have to do what I wish my guru would have done. And then I just, I started a program for it and it's been a blast ever since, honestly. Like I have clients right now that are making even more than I am, which is like the happiest day of my life, right? Like I'm just not even mad about it. I'm just like, this is incredible. Like I could not be happier for them. So that's really why I did it is like after those investments, I was like, there were good things that I took from it and there were really bad things that I took from it. And I was like, if I were to compile all of these lessons and make my expenses become my profits and other people's profits, what kind of program would I create? And this is the program I created. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So we talked about you and you are a coach for many and I yeah. know you've had some pretty high profile coaches in the past. Yeah. Do you have a current coach? Who's your current coach? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I have had many, many uh, coaches. Um, I would say that two of my most influential coaches that are currently coaching me now are Austin Dixon. He is an incredible marketer. Um, he works in Steve Larson's Offer Lab. And the second one is Mandy Keene. So she um, helps anyone that is struggling like with belief or mindset because I always believe that you need a belief coach and a skill set coach, right? And then do tons of network marketing to see what other coaches you need. But like, I, I really always believe in one, developing a new skill set every year and two, always working with a coach for your mindset. So Mandy Keene is like top notch when it comes to mindset. She um, specifically coaches all of Russell Brunson's inner circle members um, on their mindset and their blocks and she has just been a game changer for me. I've loved working with her so much. Oh, that's incredible. I, I had no idea Austin was involved in coaching too. So, yeah. you know, you just see him as Steve's guy, right? Like, so, right. 
Right. I was shocked when she said, "You don't know him." Like other than his emails, because he has has email copy that he sends out. So, um, yeah, he's brilliant. But all right. So if if you you know circle back a little bit of what how you created your program, and basically this is exactly how Ron and I created our program because you are in your own pain, wishing people that you were paying money to got you what you needed. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just going to be able to do this now. And right. And so, uh, so, so Ron and I, you know, are now my dream 22 program. And it was, it was exactly that. Like I finished, we finished the OFA and then, and we were trying to transition online and we had all this like gap of squirreling the left and right and trying to figure things out. And, and so, yeah, like it was our dream who for that is exactly us, you know, from like a year ago. Yeah. Kind of funny that you're, your dream client turned out to be, you know, basically turned because of your whole coaching experiences. So totally. Yeah. How cool is that? Uh, I think our, our dream clients are typically our past versions of ourselves like two or three years ago, for sure. I think there's a, there's a time where I think I'm not, I know when it clicks because I remember talking with Corey about it, but it seemed so weird. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but at the same time it was like, perfect. I was like, if we can just, we used hindsight, right? If we had hindsight and yeah. could go back and say, here's the steps to get you here yeah. that we took to yeah. speed that up. Because Corey and I, in our coaching, it's all about condensing time. And everyone talks yeah. about condensing time, but they don't actually give you the steps you need to do some things. Yeah. And we're like, gosh, if we could just do that. Yeah. Like, here's, here's the steps. Go be successful because you, you yourself even said it. If your clients make more money than you, yeah. you've done your job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you've done your job. As a coach, you are not supposed to make more than the people you're coaching. They should be making more money than you. You should make enough to survive. But they got you to be a coach for a reason. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's really, I think it's really, really helpful. I think the principle is that you need to be further ahead than your clients, but you need to be, put your ego aside enough to be okay with them exceeding you and even possibly becoming better. Yeah. Love it. Well, I mean, when, when you're in it for them, right? Like it, it's, it's easy. Like the numbers are, the numbers matter in a sense of trying to achieve goals, but they don't like your numbers don't matter to me. If your right. numbers matters to me, like, right. You know what I mean? So, um, but, but one other question like i've been learning so much from you so this is this is fun to like get our audience to hear this this stuff uh, but the very first master class uh i remember you, you made a comment to, to ron and i about you gotta pay to play yeah there's so many free challenges and free summits and free value given left and right and there's just so many so many things out there yeah like how do you transition to and I know you do some free stuff too but like how do you transition to this the pay to play even if it's just for an hour and a half masterclass yeah yeah um well I think that I think it's at the end of the day your objectives right like you will you will attract the person based on the offer that you're putting out and you know it goes back to like a story I I had a client that when he first started working with me I'm like how he, he's, he's a marriage coach. And I said, so Andre, like how many marriages have you saved in 2019? He was like 28. I'm like, that's amazing. That's so many marriages. Like those are lifelong 
impactful families that you've just created like so much source of healing and peace for. But I said, so how much are you charging every three months for them to get this result of being able to like heal their marriage and like never consider divorce again? And it was like $500. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay, I have, I have two problems with this. And I wonder if these are your same problems that you've thought of. I was like, the first problem is like how much time it takes you to make $6,000. And that's six months because you're only closing two clients a month. So that's a problem. You're not, you're barely surviving. So you're not going to be able to help your clients at a level that you could be. Um, and the second problem is like, $500 clients will act like $500 clients. Tell me what kind of clients are coming into your program. Yeah. He was like, Oh my gosh, I've never thought of that. Yeah. And I was just like, there are very few times where I will offer something for free. But the reason I'm offering for free is to get some exposure because I believe in the know, like, and trust in order for people to pay you, they need to know you. Right. But I, I even more so believe, and I take it next level further is that if you want to show, if you want people to show you their commitment to change, let them do their talking with their action and not with their mouths, right? It's the same principle that we talked about earlier today. Don't pay attention to what people say, pay attention to what people do. Oh, you want to make a million dollars? That's great. You can say it all day. Pay me $97 to attend a masterclass. Oh, you can't? You're probably not going to make a million dollars. Right. 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 Like people that pay $97 for a masterclass are probably going to be not on, not just on their way to a million dollars because $97 masterclasses don't get you on their, on the way to a million dollars. It's not the masterclass. It's the mindset of I am committed enough to change that I'm willing to pay. And that commitment is a reflection of me taking action and putting my money out there. And so I just, there's, there's so much to talk about with the pay to play, but that's, that's my principle is like, if you want people to really show up, like don't just charge them. If, if you want people to show up, charge them a price. If you want people to like actually play big, have them pay big. Yeah. And like my prices aren't cheap because of that. Like I know that my clients will show up in a very different way if they're not being charged $500 versus like thousands of dollars, right? There, there's going to be very different clientele because the people that can only pay $500 have only taken the action necessary or the inaction in their life to only be able to afford $500. But the people that are paying the thousands of dollars are the people that have taken the action and already proven that they're willing to make the changes and they're in a place in a position where they can invest that kind of money. I love that. I love that. Right. I know. I was like, I don't even know what to say after that. Jeez, it is a mic drop. All right. Bro. We love that you spent some time with us today. We, we are so thankful and grateful that you came on the show. Yeah. Where can people find you? Yeah, so they can obviously um, go and go to my free Facebook group. It's high ticket sales training for online entrepreneurs. Um, go in that inside that Facebook group. You can also I do an, a masterclass about once every single month. You can just go into my personal profile to look up that information if you want to attend the next one. And I'll probably be giving you more information as the webinar gets closer. But um, if you any, anyone see my ads, just click on it. And I promise it's not just a webinar that's going to like yank your chain and be like, I just wasted 45 minutes. It's going to be, it's, it's extracts from the journal of Brooke. So it's going to be good. Okay. 
<laughs> well, I know people have learned something here for everyone that's listening. And so uh, heading to a masterclass or a webinar, like there's going to be value there at the end of the day. Um, if, you know, any entrepreneur needs, needs to sell. So we need Brooke. Like, that's, Thank that's you so much is. for having me. You guys have been awesome. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Brooke. Like I'm speechless, Ron. Like Brooke was such an amazing guest and she's an amazing teacher. More importantly, she's an amazing person that truly, truly cares about every one of her clients. Absolutely. You can feel that. You can hear that. If you're, you know, if you know her from before the show, you know that of her. Uh, and I think there was a couple of mic drops. Like in it, we've had a lot of people on the show and I know I was stumped on a couple of things to ask her next. I was just like, wow, how do I follow that up? That was, <laughs> that was awesome, right? Um, but there were so many takeaways. I think, think a couple of big ones. One, if you're in the market for a coach, make sure a couple of things. It's the right coach for where you currently are now. And you're asking the right questions to help you where you currently are now. So that's important. And then two, if you have clients that you're fulfilling on, really focus on that fulfillment piece and not the checkbook. The checkbook will come, but really concentrate on fulfilling what your client needs. Yeah, that, and that that is so, so true. Uh, words for us and everyone else to live by. Literally, I mean, Brooke made a comment, 80% fulfillment, 20% sales. And the lifetime value of of a customer, a client, or whoever it is, because if you fulfill at such a high level, like people will be begging you to to get the next offer, and like that, it's just why is are not why are more people not talking about that? And so anyway, it Brooke was amazing. I'm super excited. Uh, we have we have so much that we can learn from her and, and everyone just from this one show alone. So definitely, you can all check Brooks out. Her links are in the show notes below. Uh, because you, if you don't know her, you want to get to know her, um, and then find her there. And by all means, uh, head on over to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hindsight hacking. And we want to thank you for being the best part of the hindsight hackers community.